Welcome to the all-new Marvelicious Toys Podcast, hosted by the astonishing Arnie, the mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more. Ribbit, this is Arnie. <laughs> and this is Justin. Welcome back to another Marvelicious Toys. If you need a moment to walk across the room and get your socks, I know we've blown them off because we have yet another episode already <laughs> after a really long summer. But we are more than happy to bring you a bonus show. When we ended our last show, we're like, our next show's our year in review show. Nope, we're doing two shows in between. <laughs> Mainly because Hasbro shocked us all when, Justin, you told me your Spider-Verse figure shipped. Yeah, yeah, very, very surprising. That's one of those things that I pre-ordered. It's like, all right, well, we'll get those in January or February, and I look forward to Oh, they're coming here this week. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'd just been announced. We had just released a show like, so what do you think of those figures whenever they come out? And the next week, you had them from Dorkside Toys. I ended up ordering from there because Entertainment Earth was like, February! So I felt like, all right, let's get these in hand. Let's get a review of, I mean, do we call these 2021 figures? When we're looking at best of 2020, do these count as 2020? Ooh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a good question when we get to that show. And I guess, I guess we'll just kind of feel it out let's see if people are finding them at retail or if here's the rule if they show up at target or walmart before the end of the year we'll count them as 2020 otherwise i think they got to go with the 2021 well we got that and i have noticed that hasbro has sent us a early sample of their retro figures so we'll be doing a show on that and then the year-end show so yeah you might just have to ask for new socks for christmas we're doing it <laughs> Just when you think the year is out, they pull you back in. <laughs> I didn't put Marvel socks on the gift list. <laughs> Do you want Marvel socks? Target has a 12 day of socks thing. <laughs> but before we get to the Spider-Verse, they had one last fan first Friday. The Marvel team did Ryan, Dan and Dwight. And they announced another wave of figures that'll be coming April next year. Taking characters directly from the House of X, Powers of X comic line that came out a little while ago. Yeah, we've been seeing some of these figures teased out over the course of the last few months. You know, we've seen this Magneto, and I think we've seen the the Mora and some of these other ones. And now, now we see the whole wave. But this is our first look at the Build-A-Figure in this wave, the Tri-Sentinel. Yeah, I know people are already in groups trying to troop build Tri-Sentinels. It's kind of like the Mandroid was back in the day, because you can have quite a few of those and would look good displayed with your HasLab Sentinels. They teased with Moira that they know we like plain-clothed people, and we're going to be getting more plain-clothed people, but here's Moira with removable jacket. You pop off her arms, you take off the coat, you pop on new arms, and now she's just got a shirt. 
yeah, making it one of those figures that you're going to feel like you need to get at least, you know, two of to display both ways. So, you know, kind of a good thing, maybe a bad thing, who knows, but it's, it's a, it's a pretty decent looking wave. You know, it's, it's not classic X-Men, you know, they're all in pretty specific futuristic looking outfits with the exception of Wolverine in his classic yellow and brown outfit, but. Well, and Marvel Girl, I mean, Marvel Girl was how Jean Grey was, you know, when you could actually introduce a character and like, you're Marvel Girl. What are your powers? I'm Marvel Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Iceman, Cyclops, Beast, Angel, you know what they are. Marvel Girl. I wear a yellow mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like I can still go out and find the Toy Biz version of this figure. Like... <laughs> It's just that iconic looking, and it's one that just kind of sticks in your head. But, like, yeah, that, you know, it, it's a good-looking wave. And, you know, the, the Build-A-Figure is reminiscent of that that spider from that we got from that Spider-Man not-into-the-Spider-Verse wave. Mm-hmm. The one thing I like is that the Professor X head without, like, the helmet he has his eyes closed like he's doing telepathy. But I want to take that head and put it on the hover chair one and then maybe add a little hot glue for drool <laughs> be like he fell asleep in the chair <laughs> he gets so tired after you know reading everybody's minds you know it's hard work my father was bald and would always just fall asleep wherever he sat he did he would fall asleep <laughs> any place so i see taking this closed-eyed one just putting him in the chair knocked out <laughs> Uh, the font on the front is something wacky, though. They, I, Good luck knowing who these characters are if you don't already. Moira McTaggart, might, you might have to turn the box over if you're not familiar with her. They went with a alien-type dialect there. Yeah, definitely. It looks like a digital clock on the fritz. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like a solid wave. A couple of out-there characters, you know, like Omega Sentinel... Moira McTaggart, a couple of stalwarts like Wolverine, reusing the Jolly Rancher for Cyclops, Eye Blast. I was going to say, here we, we get a, yet another Cyclops. It's not the, the one that you've been wanting. <laughs> nope, not Phoenix Force. They can do blue stripes, though. <laughs> Admittedly, that's a repaint, but they have the tooling. Anyway, moving on to some happier... I may not have my Phoenix Force Cyclops, but... Marjorie Mary Modoc. Oh my god, I was so excited, which I knew it was coming because everyone lit up my phone and messengers letting me know that they saw the back of Modoc's head and thank you very much everybody. But we got a full reveal on Friday of the Modoc and he is glorious, isn't he? He's beautiful. He comes in this great big box. He's $50. I feel like I'm getting like the Modoc at this point. It makes me wonder they say he's too big for a window box. So does that make him the largest Legends figure we have? Because if he can't fit in a window box and he can't fit as a Build-A-Figure... How tall is the guy with the silver legs we're going to talk about? I guess I'm looking at mass or volume. Okay. I think that's the issue. I think that's part of the thing that they had to come to, to grips with before releasing this because... Yeah, Modoc is probably going to be about four or five inches thick, and that's too big for the current window box. So I'm guessing in this bigger box with no window, he's in half. We're going to put him together like a Build-A-Figure. The back half is going to be in there, the front half is going to be in there. And I'm guessing there is no good way of displaying that through a window for the shelves. 
That's a very good point. I hadn't thought that he'd come in pieces. Oh, wait, wait. Looking at the back of the figure, it doesn't... I, no one's got a picture of the side. It doesn't show if it's definitely that. But that makes absolute sense. But I'm so excited that he's like an event figure. He is eight inches tall, by the way, too. Yeah, I feel like they've made definite improvements over the Toy Biz one. I like the translucent flame effect at the bottom. You get two faces, and they're both different faces than the Toy Biz one. You get angry mouth open face or... And then you get the I'm disappointed in you face from MODOK. But you don't have the gnashing the teeth face, which is what the Toy Biz one was. Oh, true. But you've got, from what I can tell from these photos, the paint app... The sculpt is incredible. Uh, Tony Colella, who we've had on the show, is the one who sculpted this figure and took it from conception through design. And They got the bowl cut right, too. Yeah, it is a wonderful classic MODOK. I'm a little sticker shocked at the price, but like that's going to stop Marjorie from getting one. I already got two <laughs> for me. <laughs> hey, you know what? It feels a little pricey, you know, at $50 because, you know, it's a single figure. And so I think we're kind of more used to that $39 or even $29 price point for a figure. But look at it this way. If this was a Build-A-Figure and you wanted to get two of them, you would have to buy a Wave twice so you could have both ways to display his face. Here you can get two of them at 100 bucks. So True. But I'd also have a whole other set of figures. Right. But you know what I'm saying. Like when the build a figure comes out, like it has a certain value on the secondary market. And, you know, $50 for a build a figure Modoc, come on, that's that's a bargain all day long. It is because I went and immediately looked at Dorkside Toys to see if I could troop build some Tri Sentinels. They sell loose build a figures usually for $70, $80. And he had already sold out by the time I got there. So people are happily paying 70 for a BAF instead of 130 for an extra wave. Although I do see in the groups a lot of people like, buy these figures, $10 a piece, no build-a-figure part, and people gobble those up too. <laughs> it, it, it'll be interesting now that we have this form factor, I guess, with and it changeable faces. Like, it's basically a faceplate, like you said. In the future, they could possibly just put a pack of three or four new faces for this thing and just pop them on. And also a modem, so he's not alone. That's true. I mean, <laughs> the new campaign starts already. <laughs> no, no, now I'll tell you who they need to make now. They need to make dupe with pizza. I'm, I'm on board for that. I remember you loved that dupe comic that came out a while back. I did. It was great. Now, since we're getting MODOK, people probably want to stock up on AIM Troopers if so, you might want to hit Hasbro Pulse. They're having one of those, the more you buy, the more you save bits, where it gets up to 20% off $100 or more of in-stock merchandise. Yeah, and at $15 a piece, that's already a pretty good deal, so you could really get quite the AIM Soldier army going on. Yeah, I think, well, let's see, if you bought 10, that's 150 and then 20% off that, you could get 10 troops at, it would be 12 bucks a piece at that point. Nice. That's 1990 prices. And if you're a Pulse Premium member, it's free shipping, too. So, yeah, that's a pretty decent deal. Of course, it's 10% off $50 or more, 15% off $75, or 20% off $100 or more. Good time to go in there, get the AIM soldiers. The Hydra Troopers are still there, so you can build up. But they teased some new stuff for 2021. Now, Marjorie, your figure of the year for 2019 yes. was Cannonball. It was, because I liked how he had no legs and it was, it was translucent. It was a really cool figure because it was different. 
And I thought he, it was well executed. But now apparently he's getting some legs. They haven't said if they're putting out a new cannonball figure, but at the very least, you're going to get legs. That would be a weird package. Just two random action figure legs in there. Have you ever <laughs> thought about how strange, and I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but they do weird things with legends. Like when they put out that kingpin head just really randomly with a figure and you could go back like three waves and add it to the kingpin you had back then. Or they had the silver mane head on the little remote control car that you could put on like a chameleon body. Okay, but look at that. If that's something they needed to release or wanted to, maybe they couldn't get it right, you know, the first time or there was some kind of holdup. They don't have a line for body parts. There's not like Marvel Legends <laughs> body parts. And so it would require a whole new package and everything like that. New retail space. It's also very niche. <laughs> I mean, Johnny is not going to go down the toy aisle with his mom. Like, mommy, mommy, I want that Deadpool head. I need that head. We don't have the toy. I don't care. I want the head. I already know what I'm doing when that figure comes out. A cover of ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is it is an interesting question though like i i am now intrigued on how we are gonna get just legs well they haven't guaranteed it's just legs i i'm wondering if we'll get a repaint of cannonball and you buy two pop the legs off and you can pop it on one of the old cannonball figures but didn't you just tell me last show justin there was a figure i could do that with already yeah the the shatterstar from that deadpool wave has legs that can be used. I mean, you might have to paint them if you want to match or anything, but, you know, right right size boots and all that stuff. So, yeah, you, there's already some options for it. But you know what? The more we think about it, the more we talk about it, I think I've figured it out. They, they are going to re-release Cannonball on a retro card, and this time he's going to come with legs. I bet you're right. That seems like a good way to get him out there. I just wondered if they'd do another X-Force character and be like... Got cannonball legs for you. <laughs> and then one other thing that I think we kind of guessed was going to happen eventually. I just didn't think it was going to be this soon. We're getting the movie version of Deadpool released as a single figure and in his burnt form. So it's the same figure, but kind of with that charcoaly, smoky essence on his suit. And it's an Amazon exclusive. I was scrambling because I could not find it by searching finally. Hasbro posted a link on Pulse and I was able to get over there, get that ordered. I'm wondering if this was a last minute thing, because when they announced the last round of two packs, and this would be, I guess, PulseCon when they announced all of this, because the last ones like the Professor X and Logan two pack went up for order in September after PulseCon. They said these are the last of the movie figures for X-Men. And maybe they'll do more, but this is the last announcement they have. Fast forward a few months, oh, we have another announcement, and it's a repaint of a figure. I'm wondering if this was something that just was done pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, I think you're on to something there, because, I mean, as cool as it is, and as quickly as I pre-ordered two of them for next March delivery, I am a little disappointed that it is just a repaint. We didn't get the duct tape torso and stuff like that to actually be accurate for what this version of Deadpool is supposed to be. What gets me is, you mentioned it when they announced the Deadpool Negasonic Teenage Warhead 2-pack, is you wanted a lot of Deadpools, 
but you didn't want a lot of Negasonic Teenage Warheads, <laughs> and so you didn't want to buy a lot of two-packs. I would think that you'd put the Dusty version in the two-pack and have the regular version as a single release, so that way people could get a lot of Deadpools and not have a whole lot of Negasonics. But if you didn't know you were doing a Dusty version, then you wouldn't have put that in the two-pack. Yeah. Then again, maybe you just don't think Negasonic's going to sell well without Deadpool. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. I mean, either way, she was going to be in a two-pack. But yeah, everything about this seems like a little bit of a last-minute thing, you know, because you would think that, you know, it could have been some extra sculpting, maybe get at least half of a Ryan Reynolds burnt head in here for... A new accessory. I wonder if there's likeness rights issues. Everybody was moaning that no Deadpool head, no Ryan Reynolds head. Ryan Reynolds has to sign off on that, though. I wonder if there's an issue. Well, I want to point out, though, he's not really fussy about what he puts his name or face on. If the check is right. Yeah, if the check is right, (laughs) this man will do it. I mean, there was no lack of Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds figure, so... No. Remember, Hot Toys didn't get the head unmasked either, so it could be that he's holding out for more money. They did mention just really quickly on the live stream they did last week is that dealing with Sir Ian McKellen and his people was really a pleasure, and that means they had to go to all these Sony people and get likeness rights to make these figures. So whatever likeness rights they might have signed away in 2000 for that line for Toy Biz didn't carry over. And Ryan Reynolds, you know, being a Fox thing, all those Fox movies, Ryan Reynolds may not have had to sign over likeness rights. They mentioned Benicio Del Toro didn't have to, and they had to go through that work to give us the collector. Yeah. I mean, and who knows? Like, I mean, now that, you know, we have an official announcement of Deadpool 3 and that's moving forward. It's not official. Well, okay. We have an announcement of Deadpool 3 moving forward and it seems legit enough that we can at least somewhat get ready to take it to the bank. It feels like we were a little bit in limbo here with like, now that Disney owns all of this, are they going to allow Deadpool to go on? And will they allow him to go on as a rated R franchise? You know, I feel like we're getting to the end of that murky period and things are becoming a little more clearer. Maybe, maybe Ryan Reynolds is now in a place where he will sign his likeness away or has even have the ability to. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's why we never have gotten an unmasked head though. It just makes more sense than they didn't want to do it or couldn't cost it in at both the Hot Toys and the Hasbro levels with multiple releases. Everybody wants it, though. That is for damn sure. <laughs> they also showed us a uh, a new Silver Surfer that's going to be a Walgreens exclusive, I believe. Yes, co- apparently Walgreens is getting a cosmic theme next year including this Silver Surfer with Mjolnir. And Dan showed on his shelf there, if you get some of those flight stands, like they sell on Hasbro Pulse, like the one that came with Black Widow, you can actually get the Silver Surfer on that surfboard in a flying pose. Nice. They also showed a Walgreens Nova figure for 2021. Yeah, very different from the Nova we got in... The Guardians of the Galaxy wave, where that was like the new young teenage Nova. This is a classic Nova. 
yeah, with some shoulder pads. Classic comic look, but, you know, still different enough from the other releases that it stands on its own. So that's one that's cool, and if you're into Nova, I'm sure worth picking up, but feels like one of those that's going to be pretty easy to find once it starts hitting the shelves. The male figures usually are. It's the Stepford Cuckoos and Emma Frost and them that people just go nuts for. They teased a tale to astonish. No, not T-A-L-E, but T-A-I-L. A totally new sculpt with a tail. Hmm. Ooh. It hasn't been so long since we got that lizard, so I feel like it might be a little soon for a new lizard. Yeah, the one that had the awesome tail. Remember, his tail was good. It didn't... Yeah. And he had the nice coat. Hmm. And I also think we got a scorpion really recently. Yeah. And I don't know if that counts as a tail. Well, it's got a... Man, that's quite the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're running out of tails. Hmm. Tigra? Oh, that is a good guess, because that is one of the very highly sought-after early Hasbro Legends figures. I'm just running through my head, like, who has a tail? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's dozens of tails I can't remember, but... And then the third one wasn't so much a tease as a reveal. They're giving us a classic Silver Age Ultron, which does look vastly different from the Ultron we got A few years back, what, 2012, around the time of Age of Ultron, we got the comic Ultron, and we got the Marvel Unlimited exclusive gold Ultron. This one, definitely much flatter looking sculpt, and really, I mean, I can't tell if this is a 3D rendering or the actual figure, but I really like what looks like a metallic sheen to the paint. Yeah, and I think this is... This is an answer to Diamond Select has one like this out currently in this style. So I don't know why Ultron is relevant all of a sudden to get in 2021. But hey, it's a cool looking figure and the effect around his mouth is really, really the selling point for me. I've read the introduction to Ultron around the time of Age of Ultron. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what those bubbles are that come out of his mouth. Does, you know, when he was accidentally made an evil AI, did Hank Pym also put a seltzer machine inside of him? Like, what are those soda machines called? The, the Soda stream? Yeah. Is there a soda stream inside of there that just keeps, <laughs> when he shakes it, it's fizzing? <laughs> he just chugged a bottle of Orbits and he's throwing up now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if there's a comic that explains this, please tell me. But I read the origin of Ultron and it was never like energy coming from his mouth or something that I could tell. It's just weird art stuff, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> it is removable too. Nice. I mean, it do- it just looks like, you know, a hand-drawn comic effect whatever it is supposed to be that's what it comes off as so that's that's what drew my drew my eye to it yeah now that i'm looking at that i'm pretty sure we're looking at a 3d model here because that does not look like a color that could exist quite on earth that yellow and orange (laughs) you know what i'm talking about there's just a vibrancy you can get on a computer screen it's robot vomit (laughs) you saw the alien the robot and alien yeah, yeah, Ash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it should be milky white. Yeah, but, you know, who's to say a robot's body's like ours? But with that bit of news out of the way, our last news for 2021. And I just want to say, I think I've really enjoyed these fan first Fridays that Hasbro's done more than 
like the big convention dumps. It allows more time to absorb what's being revealed, right? I mean, when they do, here's six waves at San Diego. It's like information overload. But when they... And it's the part of the problem is, too, we're all sitting in that room and it's like, technically the third day of comic-con and we're frantically trying to keep up with what they're saying this is a much more enjoyable way to do it i'm not frantically typing things i see and not absorbing it yeah i agree with both of you it's like you know if, if we spread these out over the course of the year it's easier to digest you know and the pictures stick with you a little bit longer because like you said when when you're sitting in that room and it's a half hour of a presentation, you walk out, it's like, what did I just see? Maybe one or two things stick with you, but trying to remember all that, ooh. It doesn't help that they go through it like the Micro Machine guys. Well, they have one hour and I know. so much to talk about. I know, about. but I mean, who knew they could all speak so fast? You're just, And when you meet them in person, you're like, wait, they're actually talking slow and normal speed. I think it's been one of the nicer things to come out of COVID. I imagine we will have a San Diego next year. Vaccines shipping now and everything so i'm hoping we'll have a san diego comic-con but i kind of hope they don't give up this fan first friday thing maybe use comic-con as something a little bit different less reveals maybe more q a there's never a lack of q a or show us the final sentinel for the first time before it ships or something (laughs) but hey that's what's 2021 also supposedly 2021 though spider-verse figures So our first figure from Into the Spider-Verse wave is the show's star, Miles Morales. Oh yeah. Now, I was excited for this wave and did something long overdue. We rewatched Into the Spider-Verse. I've been meaning to for a while now. And so now that I have it real fresh in my mind, I have to say there's one big flaw with this character. His shoes are tied. (laughs) Yeah. Unless maybe he tied them at the end and... It was a metaphor for he had his life together, but... Well, and also in the movie, weren't they just straight up Nike Jordans? Or am I misremembering that? Here, you just get, yeah, red sneaks. It's not a detriment, though. No. I think this is, what, on a virtually an entirely new sculpt. Maybe the coat is reused, but those tiny spindly legs with the webbing on them... Those could be the women's legs, because that's how they make women's legs. They give women really spindly legs, but not, I guess not that spindly. And with sculpted web. And pinless technology, so this is, this is all new. Oh, wow, yeah, good catch. Arms as well. I don't think we've ever had a figure wearing shants either. And that's something, I think, a piece over a piece. The leg inside is still spindly, and they just put, like, cups over them. Yeah, yeah, his shorts are actually somewhat shorts, you know? This this is impressive, the way they put this together, because a lot of times, you know, we've seen them attempt a jacket over a hoodie before, and it was on Spider-Man. It was in the Spider-Man with his debate team jacket from the second movie, or the first movie. His Remember his yellow jacket? Well, that time, they, I believe it was one piece that they sculpted, but this is, the jacket is one piece, the hoodie's its own piece. So yeah, they've got the jacket over the hoodie, over the outfit. I'm just a little wishing that they'd done what they were talking about with Moira McTaggart earlier, and sent another set of arms so you could pop off the hoodie, pop off the jacket, and had Miles in just the Spider-Man outfit underneath. Well, now now that they're doing this style, we're, we're going to get that. You know, we will get that version of Miles. But if we're starting off 
this is the look of Miles that I want. This is the one that I've been planning on making a custom of since the movie came out. And I've slowly been putting together pieces and parts, just never got around to doing it. And now I'm glad that I didn't because they, they nailed it on this one. And he has the masked head as well. You can pop off the main head and... Oh, crap. My neck post came out with it. Uh-oh. No, I think it's supposed to because if you look at the Spider-Man head, the post is in there too. Oh, okay. Okay. I just thought I needed some uh, pliers. <laughs> That's unusual. Usually it's the ball peg that stays. Yeah. But yeah, this is great. They've done a lot of sculpting. They're sculpting in the head. The webs, you can feel them, like in the leg part. Yeah, there's a lot of newness here. I like the little details, like... The pocket on his jacket is painted a slightly different blue than the rest of the jacket. and Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with this figure all the way around. Like, all the little details. They got his spray-painted logo on his chest done nicely. Like I said, the two-piece jacket, the shorts, the shoes. It's all great. And unless you have it in hand, you can't, you can't appreciate how small and spindly he feels, yet solid as a figure. Yeah, that's why I was really afraid I broke his neck, is he, he feels really, not fragile, but, you know, not robust, I guess is a term I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, easily broken. And he comes with two extra hands. You get a second webbing hand and a second fist, so you have the either both hand devil horns or both hand <laughs> fists or either one. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that we finally have this figure. I was a surprise fan of the movie. You know, I, I wasn't hoping for much when it first came out. And after seeing it, it's really one of my favorite Spider-Man movies of all time. And I'm glad that we're getting action figures in this style now. To me, it's still, you can't pose it with your other ones. But they've given us enough where it can be kind of its own little display. And Miles comes with a piece of Stiltman. I haven't built mine yet. I'm building it on camera. But I believe... This is what, uh, the backpack, the jetpack? Yeah, it's a chest piece, hood, headrest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those religious statues, you know, how you have like a, you can, your grandma has a, a Mary statue in her front yard, but she can't just stand there. She has to have that little arched piece behind her. Yes, she does. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Stiltman is, is doing. He's got his little archway. Then the second figure in the list, Spider-Gwen. Again, with the great colors on this, because we got this on Gwenham last time, but you've got the nice teal, the pink, and it just ties in with the black and white. I think they did a marvelous job on these colors, whoever did it, and I think that's carried well over into the figure. Yeah, it's a nice lightning bolt design on the back and the pink hoodie bit. It's specifically the colors work so well together. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice pink, isn't it? You know, it's not too hot and it's not too flat. It's just the, the right shade of pink to go with this color scheme. Her hair is really good, too. And I think that they have a little bit more freedoms with an animated character because you're matching something that was drawn versus a real person, if that makes sense. Yeah, and in being in 3D space, too, they have probably a little bit more of a, a straight up reference on how to sculpt something like that too sculpting real hair is impossible you can never get it to scale right but it looks perfect on this yeah yeah the undercut that she got in the movie after miles ripped her hair out <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, speaking of the undercut, they, they did a really good job with the paint apps on this because that under hair is a slightly darker shade of yellow. As it should be. Yep. It's the same way I th- I feel that like aliens, there's a little bit more leeway with how a non-human figure looks because you don't have a, a, a human that you see every day as reference point. I mean, you're not seeing Modoc every day in your life. He's not a real being, but if it's a human and you're looking at like Cap's face... You know what a face should look like. You know what Chris Evans should look like. What I've noticed, though, is I wondered, would they do her eyebrow ring? Because she had a pierced eyebrow in the movie. They have molded the hair right over the part of the eyebrow where it would be. But if you look at it from the side, I needed to get my phone out as a magnifier. It is so small, and it is under that hair. But if you look really close, it is there. It's maybe the tiniest detail I've ever seen on a head sculpt, but it is in there. I'm getting just a slight feel of a Bishojo with this head sculpt. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can totally see that. It's the eyes. Is it the eyes? The eyes have just that... Slight anime? Yeah, uh, the shape of the eyes and the vibrance of the blue in them, I think, is giving you that feel. Yeah. Well, I haven't done this yet. I haven't popped off her her unmasked head and popped on the, the masked one yet, so let's give that a try. So I was talking about Miles Morales' skinny legs and how I thought they were the female. They're definitely smaller than Spider-Gwen. He is very spindly, and it's kind of like, you know, boys develop slower than females. And she's 15 months older. Yeah, totally. That makes all the difference, which actually does when you're that age. <laughs> but he's definitely more like a lanky teenager like you'd see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true to the character designs, you know. I'm I'm not sure if this is a new body that they'll use going forward, you know, because it is plain enough that they can, you know, so maybe maybe her legs could be slightly skinnier. But these are pinless, so we may be looking at a new, smaller female general buck here. It's just an overall, yeah, the pinless technology. It's The fact that it's not there, I don't notice, because I always notice when it's there and it irks me. So I'm not, like, drawn to the fact that there are no pins, because there are no pins. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, great attention to detail. They got the little silver spider webs painted on the inside of her hoodie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that kind of bluish. Okay, Spider-Gwen's great. Spider-Gwen rocks. Let's talk about (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Ham. And if you haven't watched the movie, you really need to, because not only is it a good movie, but Spider-Ham is voiced by John Mulaney, and it is the most perfect voice casting ever. I love John Mulaney. And on the Blu-ray, there's like a special four-minute cartoon just of Spider-Ham. Nice. So what we have here is a pencil eraser body with... A large noggin on a ball joint. He's got a little pot belly. And his tail. Yeah, he's got a little curly cute tail. But there's no articulation to him. It's hands on hips only. But that would be a very small figure to work in articulation. And it would probably drive the cost up. I mean, you can't be too picky with Spider-Ham. You're getting him. But they did the Spider-Ham back in the, was it 2017 Venom Wave? He was the Build-A-Figure, and there was articulation there. Not a lot. He had arms, and his feet moved a little bit. Here, I pulled him out because I knew we were going to talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) Difference in scale. I mean, look at the difference in the body size. All right, admittedly, but let me pull out what I brought to the party. Oh. Which is the Disney Toy Box Spider-Ham. 
Now, he stands just slightly larger than the other spider ham. Whoa, whoa, we, we have a problem now. They have different kinds of feet. The Hasbro spider ham has cloven hooves. The toy box one has clown shoes. So looking at Justin's, that spider ham also has shoes on, doesn't he? The Build-A-Figure? Yeah. Okay, so the comic-based has shoes. The movie-based does not. We have discovered a key difference there. <laughs> but while being the same size, the Disney figure, ball-jointed head, double-hinged shoulders, rotating wrists, wow. double-hinged legs, and ankle articulation, and he comes with a big spider mallet. <laughs> nice. Is that canon? <laughs> yes, remember? He, oh, I, that's right, yeah. He pulled out the mallet and he, he left it with Miles and said it will fit in his pocket. The one downside is this mallet does not stay well in his hand at all. It's like, I feel like I'd need to rubber band it in there. But beyond that, it is such a superior one that I suggest everybody go out while Disney Shop is having a sale and pick up the Spider-Man, Spider-Ham on a motorcycle two-pack, which is currently the only way to get the Spider-Ham. He was in a Spider-Man gift set, but that is now sold out and going for quite a premium on eBay, I found. Oh, wow. I'm lucky mine showed up today then. I haven't opened it yet. Oh, they also have different tails and ears. <laughs> yeah, the movie Spider-Ham has pointed ears. And a curly Q. And has the curly Q tail. Well, the, he has a curly Q tail Yeah, also, but it's significantly but... longer. And I don't know why Disney made this so it doesn't even fit in his hand. It just like falls right out. There's mm -hmm. just no... It doesn't yeah. work. The mallet doesn't work. I've just... I love Spider-Ham to the point that I'm, I wanted this level of Spider-Ham. I wanted Spider-Ham to be his own figure and come with these, what did I count? Two, four, six, eight, nine points of articulation. Um, no, the tail does not turn. So nine points of articulation. <laughs> That's what I wanted in my Spider-Ham. Sounds like a soap opera. <laughs> the tail does not turn. <laughs> and I, I'll say this, for it being a pack-in accessory with another figure... I think they did a great job sculpting this Spider-Ham. I mean, he's got sculpted web and, you know, his spider logo is sculpted on there. The paint's clean. And if if he's going to be stuck in one pose, I'm, I'm glad it's this pose. You know, it's got it's got all the attitude that you could want from Spider-Ham. Yeah, but wouldn't you just want him to be his own figure and have a swap out hand that's dripping with water? Yeah, someday. My hand's wet because I just washed it. No other reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying I would turn down an updated Spider-Ham, but I'm glad to have him this early in the line as a representation with these other characters we're getting. And then Spider-Gwen comes with the main body of Stiltman. So now we can put the little backpack accessory on the body and start building our stilts. So our third figure here, Peter B. Parker, again... Now Playing did a full review of Into the Spider-Verse, but let me just say, they cast all the voice cast absolutely perfect. And the voice of the guy who does this, he was on The New Girl. It's a comedian. Jake Johnson. Thank you. He was more importantly in the movie Let's Be Cops. But more people have seen The New Girl. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. So I think he was perfect. And here we get the schlubbiest Peter Parker figure in history, I dare say. 
<laughs> well, he's he's not living his best life, you know. MJ left him, and he's eating leftover pizza in his studio apartment. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's so good. It may be my favorite Spider-Man movie. I can't decide between that and the original Raimi. It's really close. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse is better written, I'll say that much. Yeah? But here you've got Peter Parker... With two different shoes. He can't even get his shoes to match. He's got like this high top, I call it like a hobo boot. And then he's got, yeah, like like a Vans sneaker. It's like a Chuck. Yeah, that's a Chuck with the, the white cap toe. There's a lot of detail on his coat, though. With the zippers and the buttons on it. There's just, he really does look like he'd be at home in the feast shelter from the video game. <laughs> Yeah, they even got the paint details on there. You know, his buttons are gold and the, the zipper has a silver application to it. There's even the little zi- zipper pull. Oh, wow. Which is just something you wouldn't think about, but now that you see it, you're like, oh, that's a nice touch. Now, underneath, we've got what reminds me of the uh, Five Below. Remember when we were shopping at Five Below a lot? Those Spider-Man figures <laughs> with absolutely no black webbing. It's just sculpted on there and the black spider. I mean, it works here because obviously you're only going to see a little bit of it. I'm, I'm glad that they went all the way and put the blue paint on there. Yeah, yeah, that was nice because you can see it through the coat. And once again, all the pinless technology, so... Yeah, this is 100% new figure. There's, there's not a reused part here. In fact... The figure, actually, if you pull back the coat, has a little bit of a tummy from all that pizza. You know, they make all of the jokes about his uh, weight. There is just a little bit of a gut to him compared to all the other Spider-Man figures. Yeah, just a little bit of that middle-aged paunch going on. (laughs) I think he said he'd been Spider-Manning for 30 years. Maybe it was 20, but I thought he said 30. So that makes him, yeah, middle-aged Spider-Man. This, I think, might mark... The first action figure ever wearing sweatpants. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. They're called joggers now, Justin, by the way. <laughs> joggers. Because they've got the, not the old school elastic rubber band in the seam. They have like a little knit elastic area. Joggers. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I'll laugh at a Ron Burgundy joke. <laughs> My only complaint is the way they did his ankle. It looks like he rolled it. The one when the in the chuck. Oh, yeah. It's like off center. And I'm sure that's just because of how they do the joints. But it looks like, I don't know if you can see it better yeah, yeah. that way. It looks like he rolled his chuck ankle. Or he's got a very large gout he needs to take care of. Yeah, it feels a little bit like a chicken leg. Yeah, and it makes it look like his shoe's not all the way on. I'm willing to forgive it. Now, when we look at these pinless arms and legs... The one thing Dwight told us back at Comic-Con, or maybe it was Toy Fair, is that these are repair now. So you'll never see the upper arm separated from the lower arm or replaced with a different lower arm. It's one piece, basically. So I'm wondering if we'll see these arms again. These arms are of a width that I feel like could be used on a regular Marvel Legend. They said we're going to see more civilians. Might even be able to see this coat over a different buck. The coat's got some give to it. I don't think we'd see these legs again because those ankles are hella skinny. Yeah. Yeah, this is still very much in proportion, but I don't know. I mean, looking at these arms, it's still got the cartoon proportions. Like, his forearms are longer than that of a regular human proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That is true. When I see him with his uh, drink cup, that L-shaped arm, it does look pretty stubby from shoulder to elbow and pretty long from elbow to finger. Yeah. Are there a lot of people in the Marvel Universe who wear raincoats? Now, this is more of an army surplus coat, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's <laughs> kind of like a an army jacket, I think. I couldn't tell what it was, really. It's the almost homeless coat. <laughs> And then we get the two heads, we get the straight Peter B. Parker head, and we get the the mask is just pulled up over his head head. We don't get a full Spider-Man head. You just go with the Peter B. Parker. I mean, they don't even call this Spider-Man. It's Peter B. Parker figure. Yeah, but even on the, the pulled up mask head, they did a really good job of sculpting in the the folds of how the mask would you know start folding up on itself, not being fully stretched. Yeah, in the back there. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't cheap out. This isn't like a one-piece thing that they decided to paint around. Like, it feels like they sculpted a full head and then sculpted a full mask and put them together. And the drink cup is an inspired accessory. He does come with four other hands, as you've got on display there. All Spider-Man hands, so you can not have the human hands. But since we always have the human face, I'm not sure if I need him with the Spider-Thwip hands. I think he looks perfect just with a drink in his hand. Yeah, that, that'd that be my one ding on this figure, is if they're going to give us all these hand accessories, can we get one to replace this strange, like, not natural hand? <laughs> it's Kung Fu Grip Karate Chop hand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it only looks right if it's down at the side, and even then it looks like he's like, somebody told him to freeze. So like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But this is, I mean, it's a great movie, so I'm inclined to like these figures. And this one is really nice, and the facial likeness is really close to the movie. For some reason, it actually, if I'm looking really close up at the face, okay? Hear me out on this. But compared to Peter B. Parker in the cartoon, I feel like this is Peter B. Parker and Adam Sandler had a baby, and the result is this face. Oh, I don't think so. I don't see Adam Sandler in that. Do you? Really? The long face with the jaw. Adam Sandler's got a round face. I have always viewed him as having a long face. Maybe. I mean, I think they got the shapes of these characters perfectly dead on. It's just the, the animation style of the movie has some really weird shading stuff going on that I don't think you can replicate on a figure very easily. And honestly, I'm glad they didn't try because that could make for some really harsh color swaps, you know. What build of figure piece does Peter B. Parker come with? Peter comes with... The head of Stiltman, which every time I see it, I thought it was like an alternate head for Peter. And I'm like, but he never dressed as Ant-Man. It looks like Batman. <laughs> I, I kind of thought with the silverness, but now that I see it, yeah, it does kind of Batman. Look, I'm Stiltman. Is it just a head? Like, I know some of them came with like the gun and the briefcase. It is just the head. So let's go ahead and no pun is intended. That ah. is that <laughs> put the head on. And now he can rest his head. Now, I, I should look at the package, but Justin, does that backpack piece, the big the big arc holds his head in it like he has a, a half egg behind the head? Can I make a suggestion? Take this off and then put the head on. But I'm betting I can't get this over the head. Yeah, then it makes it a little more difficult. It does? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it has to go this way because if it goes the other way, you can't see his face. So. Oh, <laughs> and there's a peg there's a peg hole on the back of the the overlay chest part. Oh, there is. I didn't get that pegged in. There's the little peg hole. 
So if I peg that in, I'll have an easier time getting the head on. Get it? I still haven't gotten that quite right. I have such a problem with these Build-A-Figures. We did Venompool, I couldn't get his swords on. We did this, I can't get his backpack on. When you're working blind, it's hard to do. Get on there. <clears throat> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop leaning forward for the camera and do this off camera. <laughs> oh, wait, you're trying my idea? I'm trying your idea because, man, I cannot get this head on. Is your neck joint really loose? <laughs> it wasn't really loose, but, like, I had to get it on there then, like, put my thumb on top of it and then, like, use my other thumb to press down. It was It was difficult to do. No, I mean, like, back and forth. Well, once I have the head on now, it's not quite so loose as it was. It was like the neck peg was flipping all over on me. Now oh, I gotta yeah. put the backpack on over the head. Eh, not that tricky. All right, yeah, a little tricky. It's those antenna. So I got the head on finally. No, it doesn't go up from the bottom. Because now I'm like, why won't it go over his chest the way it used to? All right, let's line up the peg hole. Get the peg in the hole. There it is. Yeah, that's in. It really is an odd piece that I feel like should have just been glued to the torso part. I don't know why they made it a separate separate piece. Yeah, throw the briefcase in with Miles instead of the backpack. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a little bit of a trick. I'll say this: Stiltman is niche enough. I don't see him coming out as a thirty or forty dollar box character, though. So <laughs> build it, I must. Now our fourth character. I think you really nailed this when we were previewing the figures, Justin Prowler. Here feels much more like a standard sized legend compared to the others. Yeah, much much beefier than his on-screen appearance, you know. His his uncle was in the same style as the rest of them, you know. He was one of those lanky type of characters with skinnier arms and long legs. But they captured the essence of the character here, I feel. What really gives it the animated look to me is the bottom of the cape. The very angular, harsh zigzags of the cape remind me of the animation. Yeah, and the top of the cape too with the, the pointy crownish look. He almost looks a little bit like Deadpool with his face, though. Yeah. And I didn't get that in the movie at all, but it looks like it when having it in hand. I think that head shape is pretty on point. I mean, I know when he was Uncle Aaron, he had a really elongated head shape. But as Prowler, I don't I don't know if his head was this round or if it was more... Yeah, you've seen it more recently than me, so it's probably more fresh in your eyes than, than mine. But just for my memory, it feels... This feels a little bulkier than what I, I remember him being. But yeah, when I put him next to the other Spider-Verse figures, he's definitely taller than all of them. A little taller than Peter B. Parker, but about the same height. But he's also beefier, but he doesn't stand out in a bad way. No. And there's lots of newness here. You know, it feels like this might be a standard buck, but once again, I'm not seeing pins, so an introduction of some new parts here. Yeah, I mean, look at those wrist pieces and think about the fact that anytime you see you have this upper arm, you got to have these wrist pieces with it. Yeah. And those are definitely not something I have seen before. No, that's new. The the gloves are new. I mean, got nice little sculpted plates on each finger, which is a nice touch. The firing gauntlets look like they'd something be on a Punisher figure or a Punisher villain, but... I don't remember those at all on anything. They kind of remind me of Ash in Evil Dead when he <laughs> when he puts in Army of Darkness when he gets that steampunk fist. Yeah. 
And he's got some really cool kicks here. His boots are totally unique. Again, with the color scheme, that movie had fantastic colors and they really, really play well into figures because of the freedom that they have with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I... I can't wait for the sequel to this. And I was really disparaging when they said they were doing an animated spider movie. I'm like, oh, God, cash grab. And then it turned out really good. (laughs) (laughs) I like the paint they've given the body because it's this strange, almost pearlescent wash between a greenish dark blue and a purple. And it fades really well and kind of stripes down the legs. Yeah, I mean, Marjorie was just saying it. The color scheme of the movie was dead on, and these are great complementary colors to go together. You know, blue and a purple, but like, it's a, like you said, a darker, kind of smoky blue and a subdued purple, and then some kind of hot purpley-pink highlights. It just makes the whole thing feel like it jumps right off the screen. But as for the main torso, Buck... Might have seen it before. Maybe new legs with the pinless, but I think we might see them again. These are not feeling so different that these would be relegated only to animated figure line figures. No, the, the I mean, you know, my first blush at it was, it's like, oh, these legs are plain enough to be used again. But, you know, they're they're kind of blousing out a little bit as they go into the boots, which makes it feel somewhat unique to this character. So I don't know how they might reuse that again in the future, but... You know, especially if you look around the back of the calf, like those those calves are definitely animated style. They are overdone. But Prowler didn't really use weapons very much, so he didn't come with any accessories. You don't get his claw hands or anything like that. What you get is some Stiltman pieces, including Stiltman's right arm with a gripping hand that he could hold something with, or a right hand balled into a fist, and then a briefcase. And this briefcase, the shade of brown, yeah, it's got a little gold paint on the buckles up here, but the shade of brown and the flatness of it remind me of when I played with Sesame Street toys and Fisher-Price toys as a young kid. It's just, it's hollow. You can you can kind of feel it pressing in. It's just such a light brown, kind of a baby poop brown. <laughs> I think I think you just reminded me of something when you said Fisher Price. I think this color is dead on for like Bert had a suitcase accessory <laughs> that was almost exactly this color. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think if somebody more talented than me took this and gave it a wash and made it feel a little more leathery or something, but as it is, it's like, I don't see people racing for more of this briefcase so that they can have more briefcase accessories. Well, the way you talked about the hollowness of it makes me think you haven't opened it yet. Does it open? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. This is news to me. You have to kind of use your fingernails to open up the little latches. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm impressed now. Oh, it's money. <laughs> You got me. (laughs) Poop brown outside, but money on the inside. (laughs) The money falls out and it's hollow underneath. I don't think it's legal tender, but I do like that it's fake money inside. (laughs) Stacks of hundreds, baby. That's that's nifty. You got me. (laughs) Why does he carry a briefcase? Is he like a businessman villain? I think he's on a heist. So pop the arm in here. Pop the briefcase on the hand. We almost have a stilt man. 
Almost. He looks like RoboCop in that one scene where he needs to be rebuilt in RoboCop 2. They took off his legs and an arm. (laughs) (laughs) Now, figure five, we are out of the Spider-Verse and into the Daredevil-Verse. Yeah. With the Hand Ninja. It's it's the year the Red Ninja at Hasbro. I feel like we haven't had ninjas forever. Now between this guy and G.I. Joe, we have we have an army of ninjas coming at us. The first thing that jumps out to me at this figure, besides the thickness after all those animated figures, is is he the devil? He has cloven hooves. He feels like Rosemary's baby. He does? Let me see. He's like got goat feet. Oh, that is weird. That those are those are ninja shoes. That's a that's in ninja movies. Samurai movies. They they have this. This almost looks like it's a step away from those running shoes that have all the toes defined. <laughs> oh, the barefoot toes ones, yeah. Same concept. I mean, it I think they make them in real life for a little bit more traction and feel with your feet. But this is this is very much a real life samurai slash ninja aesthetic. I never knew that. Wow. But he's a cool figure we've got going on here. He's got the sword. Although, admittedly, this sword's uh, also got a little... It, it's not very pointed. It almost looks like the sword broke off at the end. Well, it's the safety sword. He doesn't really want to hurt anybody too bad. Oh, yeah. But it's, it is a weird angle. It does almost look broken. But it fits the back of the little sword holder, so... Then you've got two sickle weapons that are kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, as far as sculpt goes, like, this feels mostly all new, you know? There might be pieces and parts of the arm that might be somewhat reused, but, like, you know, we haven't we haven't seen this style on anything recently, you know? We haven't seen anybody wearing these kind of blousey... Is that a gi that they wear? Yes. yes. And, you know, the sculpted belts and all that stuff, and butterfly articulation in the shoulders, you know? But there there are pins here, so this isn't the new pinless technology... But not everything they're doing new is pinless either. They said they're kind of testing the waters with that. So Yeah, so lots of newness here and I think a good army builder figure. You know, there's you know, with stuff like this you would you would maybe hope for one extra head or a different hood that you could pop on these guys to make just slight differences between them. But you know, for what it is, it's it's a pretty sweet, solid figure. I love the eyes. The glowing undead eyes. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I kind of put this on the same level as the AIM Trooper, the Hydra Trooper that they have at Hasbro Pulse. The difference is this is a $20 figure instead of 15 but none of those come with extra heads either. What I would have liked is more weapons. And to be perfectly honest, I'm probably going to pick up a Snake Eyes or some uh, G.I. Joe Ninjas to add more weapons. So when I have a troop of hand fighters here... They can have more than just sickles and swords. So I want some throwing stars. I want some different types of swords. Yeah. I mean, this is a good enough sculpt that I can see them doing some of these things that we talked about. Some extra accessories, maybe a different style hood. And putting out a pack of this, you know, with a white ninja, a black ninja, and this red one again. And just like a nice army builder pack. Yeah, when I think of the hand, I think of the red. But yeah, I guess there were other color outfits, weren't there? There's the nice, like, little detail on the, above the elbow, there's this, like, rope tied around it, too. Yeah, I was noticing that sculpted right, right at the base of that, that bicep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a nice sculpt, and I'm glad to have a troop builder. Strange in an animated wave, but 
again, he is sold out everywhere I've looked as a single figure. I mean, people just snatched him up. Sold out on Amazon, sold out on Pulse. Yep, I think it's. I think it'll be a good candidate in the future for the army builders on Hasbro Pulse at some point in the future. Yeah, well, pros and cons to that. At least they could change out the weapons if they did that. And if if you're going to wait for that to happen, then you don't get to start building the ultimate stilt man because this one comes with the, the actual leg segments, right? It comes with the two legs that just look like some kind of piece of piping, really, and a stand for the stilts to stand on because I'm guessing he will need some help. It looks like he might be a little top-heavy because... These are not very heavy for what's going on there with his torso and right arm and briefcase. Yeah, these these legs I can see, you know, future generations on whatever version of Facebook is still around. Somebody says, oh, I found these in a in a toy box. What do they go to? And people guessing, oh, it's part of a, a play set or it's part of a, a spaceship. <laughs> Get the legs on there. It's funny to me because with, you know, Hot toys, fig yards, everything. It's like, don't force it. Don't force it. Hasbro's like, jam the effort in. (laughs) Use all hand strength. Right? Sometimes it's best to get a hairdryer out and hit it for like 30 seconds. Then you just slide in like butter. So I had to readjust the camera to fit Stiltman into it now. This is a good, what, 14, 15 inches just with one set of legs? I want to say 12-ish. Hang on a sec, I have a ruler somewhat handy. Uh, just a hair under 12, like 11 and 3 quarters to the top of his egg dome. Huh. Now, here's something I'm wondering. How would you put the legs on top of one another? Near the bottom, there's a segment that kind of twists, and I think that part pops off. Okay. Yeah. That's There's a couple segments here. So which one is it? Is it the bottommost rotation, or is it the, like, calf rotation? I, I think it's that second one, the higher up one. Yep, so that's <laughs> how you do it. All right, Stiltman, you're almost there. You're missing an arm. You know who may have the arm? The French. <laughs> so the last in the lineup, Frogman. I wonder how he got that name. Hmm, it is kind of suspicious. Maybe he was in the Special Forces. I have seen some people online get him into some wonderful froggy poses, though. With the back legs spread and out and... I haven't even tried that yet. I do like his flipper feet. I like the springs on the bottom of him to help him with that jump, because he's not super-powered. He puts springs on his shoes, because in the 1960s, that's all you had to do to be a super-jumper criminal type. (laughs) I'm not able to get a great ribbit pose. I'm just kind of... He looks just bent over and confused. It looks like he was in a car accident. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the result of of him being ejected through the windshield. I think more like he looks like the frog centipede's back end. (laughs) Where they cut the tendons in the knee and... (laughs) But I think you gotta go about it a little differently to get a frog pose. Yeah, I'm going to have to look online to get some inspiration because I think I'm having the same issue here. Yours is looking better than mine, Justin. I was trying for on all fours. But yeah, just having the legs spread out like that. It's like he's man-spreading on the subway. (laughs) (laughs) The 
is that he, his head isn't articulated. So now he just looks like he's got some sort of problem. I'm frogging and I can't get up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This this totally looks like if somebody some arcade just got a new Frogger cabinet and <laughs> this guy's out there trying to get people to come play. <laughs> he needs to come with a spinner sign. <laughs> I I do like I don't know anything about the comic, but I do like how it looks like he's wearing a cheap cheap rubber suit. I mean, he kind of looks like somebody who was standing outside Grauman's Chinese Theater trying to shake you down for five dollars. <laughs> photo i mean look at it around the neck and it just looks like he's wearing a foamy costume i love the eyes in the mouth and, and though then there's wrinkles on his tummy see the wrinkles yeah i did not have time because of these figures came months earlier than expected i did not have time to go read a comic with the introduction of z Frogman, but he comes with a giant backpack. I mean, that is a huge backpack. It's a weird shade of green. It doesn't remind me of Fisher-Price. It reminds me of He-Man. Remember all that weird mono- monocolored He-Man accessories? Yep, that's a good call. It's like Man of Man at War. It's almost a mustardy green. Yeah. It's called chartreuse. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a hot color. The chartreuse mousse. Well, the French are always at the front of the fashion. <laughs> No offense to our French listeners for my Pepe Le Pew here. If we have French <laughs> listeners, they need to, we need to talk because I need some supplies. But I think it's a it's a great reuse of that comic Doc Ock body, as we talked about before. Yeah, and I think you guys noted it before the show, but my my frogman's backpack has slipped a little upward as we played with him, and you can see the portholes for Doc Ock's tentacles on the back there, right above his diaper. His diaper? <laughs> The backpack actually has little pegs that go into into those portholes, so it was designed to go in there, so well done. Only on the top two. Mine has a peg for the top two. The bottom two, which mine had revealed, do not have pegs. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure how the, you'd want to take this off. It doesn't seem like there's a, a hinge. Like, I think it was just kind of squeezed on there, so you don't want to mess around with it too much, because if it snaps off, I think you're going to have to super glue it back on. I don't know this character, but can I just claim this to be the one of the most fun toys we've had this year? <laughs> like, it's just so silly and fun and colorful and, like, fun to pose and play with that it, I mean, I wouldn't have picked it up if it wasn't a Marvel Legend, but yet it's just a fun little thing to play with. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, and it's, I'm right there with you. It's it's one of the reasons why I I do have kind of a side problem going on is in that i pick up some of these fortnite figures because they are just fun i mean on my desk here i have this most recent guy the brat it's it's a living hot dog you know i mean (laughs) wait 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 is it a cannibal yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) they come in hamburger heads and i mean they fit all together i think you know the guys at hasbro looked at fortnite and said hey that's fun let's let's get in on that game too a little bit yeah, although I would have liked a frog on a stick or something. Instead, we just get a couple of extra hands for Frogman. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to, like, the old Muppet movie, have some frog legs. Yeah. We can make some spinny signs to have him hold that, give him a modern job. But he completes our stilt man. He comes with three stilt man parts now. You get the other arm, of course, coming with the little gripper hand. Hey there, little gripper. Second fist. And 
a gun that matches him almost perfectly. It's a silvery grayish gun. I, I almost think they could have gone black so it would be a little more distinct. Yeah, I feel like we've seen this gun before. Like, I feel like it might have come with like a Deadpool or something at some point, but can't say for sure. That The arm went in easily, and there we go. I have built a stilt man. That's That's one level of legs. It's pretty tall for one level of legs, I have to say. I mean, to put a hand ninja next to him for scale, you know, he, he towers above just a regular human legends figure already, let alone with two or three sets of legs. Yeah, and if you are going to start building this thing out, I mean, it's going to... I'm guessing you're going to have to lean it up against something, because already at this height, it's... I can't get him to, to balance properly. He's leaning up against my backdrop here. Oh, mine actually, I don't know why, and maybe a little bit of time standing will warp him just because of the body, but mine is uh, doing good with the stand on it, under it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm using the stand, but I just, I don't know, maybe I can't find that center of gravity for the upper body to, I don't know, just wants to lean back. I'll mess around with it more off camera, but... I mean, adding two or three more segments like this, it's going to get very difficult to keep them standing up. So, what do you think of 12? <laughs> One, I want to see it, and two, I want to see how you get the whole thing in frame. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part. I mean, come on. I'll have to stand outside and... <laughs> but how are you going to get the extra legs? How many prowlers are you going to buy? Hand ninjas, dear. Oh, sh- came with a hand ninja? Uh-huh. Both legs? Okay. Yeah. Oh, then that's going to work. Yep, <laughs> comes with the army builder. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yep, they do. It's also one of those things that I can see people 3D printing segments to as well. Yeah, that's true. And probably, hmm, from the 3D printed stuff I've encountered, it would be sturdier because it would be, you know, like a resin material. So it wouldn't have the bending of the plastic. But I almost think think you would have trouble interlocking them because they're resin and wouldn't have the give of plastic. Yeah. That's my thought without owning a 3D printer, but having some 3D printed stuff. It always has that kind of gritty, resiny feel. Definitely. Now, Stiltman himself, the only paint is the jaw, and all they did was the tr- the chin. They didn't even give him lips. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe he's wearing a nude lip color. He's fashionable that way. He's got kind of a Batman-esque type of feel in his face. Oh, 1000%. That's Batman. There's no paint to the body I can see. There's no wash on the leg pieces or anything. But the plastic that they've used has a, a kind of marbling to it on the on parts, like around the waist and things. I don't know how well it's showing up on camera, but it's got, like, just something that makes it look two-tone. Have you ever used silver paint? And silver paint has that effect where it's, like, almost two colors or three colors. And it's kind of weird. I can show you some nail polish because you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, Justin, right? Yeah. With silver paint. Yep. They do this with these these metallic plastics. Quite. I mean, we've seen it in the blue for, like, you know, the Ironmonger in the past. And we see it on some of the reds and Ironmans in, in the comic sense. So it's it's just that kind of swirly metallic plastic that they like to, to do on, on metal figures. But even with silver paint, you never get, like, a straight-up silver. You end up with those, the poolings of the metallic part. 
But I actually like the poolings because it gives dimension, where if it was just flat, it wouldn't. Oh, and I didn't even notice his arms are pinless. Oh, yeah. And so are his legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so out of this, what's your favorite figure of the wave? Oh, it's a tough one. I mean, I'm really, really glad that we got this Miles, you know, but here's the thing. Since they're doing this style of figures, that Miles that they nailed was inevitable, you know? They did him really well, but man, Peter B. Parker is probably the most unique figure we've seen in a long, long time. So I've got to give it to Peter B. I'm going to say Spider-Gwen because I really like the color palette that they used in the movie for her. And I think it's a little bit more vibrant than what we were getting in the comics. I think it works well. I think she was a great character, and I really like how this figure ended up. I almost want to get the pink under a black light. Yeah. It's a really, like, black lighty pink. I'm torn on what my favorite is. You know, I, I kind of like all the figures. I can't say there's one that specifically just blew me away, or one that I'm really angry about. Peter B. Parker is a great choice, Justin. I'm... You guys can pick the same thing. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's hard for me to pick. If I had to pick, I'd probably go Miles because I just, he's the star of that movie, the shorts, the jacket, everything they did with him. You know, it just, there's a ton more accessories they could have put in, but I think they did a great, great job with him. And with the double jacket hoodie thing going on, I just, I think I was most impressed by that. But Peter B. Parker's such a close second. I mean, with the yeah. cop and the hobo-ishness. I mean, I think it's it says a lot that all three of us picked a figure from this new style animated figure. You know, that that's exciting to me. You know, this is something if you would have asked me two years ago if I want another style in the Marvel Legends, I would have said, nah, I'm good with comic and movie based, but... Here we are, right before 2021, all very much enjoying this new entry into Marvel Legends. Yeah, I agree. I, You know, when they announced the figures, I was like, oof, another style. But these are fun figures, and uh, it was a great movie. I mean, it's, I think that helps a lot, and I don't think they would have done this were it, you know, lackluster. Right. <laughs> and yeah, they paid a lot of attention to detail here. I just hope that this isn't one and done. I do hope that they go back and at some point give us Penny Parker, give us Spider-Man Noir, maybe Scorpion. I'd really like Kingpin, but I feel like Penny herself would be a build-a-figure with that mech. Yeah, I mean, and that's just it. I mean, Hasbro, they do pay attention to how people talk about these figures, and if these are well-received once people start getting them, and I, I really hope they are because I'm, I'm loving them, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't continue with this line, considering, like you said, there's plenty of characters from the first movie that they could still get to, and there's a new movie coming out. So this is an area that's brand new, and they can continue to grow in it. Yeah, I'd say the must-dos are all the five spiders, a redo of Spider-Ham, Kingpin, you did Prowler, you could... Doc Ock. Oh, yeah, Liz. Yep. That would be really, really awesome. You know, I'd even like a Peter Parker without the B, Spider-Man with the blonde hair. You could have that where with the alternate head. Yeah, and in this style, you know, the more spindly legs and arms and stuff like that and a full-on Spider-Man outfit, that would be pretty darn sweet. And then if you want to get into the nitty-gritty, I would even dig Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, and Miles' dad, the, the cop, I can't remember his name right now, but, you know, he would be a great character as a civilian to go along with these. Absolutely. So, Hasbro, good job. You made a believer out of me. I was skeptical, to say the least. But, hey, uh, another solid wave, and I think this is the last wave of Legends we'll be reviewing this year. Like I said, we're going to be back with a look at the retro figures in a week, and then we'll have our year-in-review show with a couple of people joining us on the panel. But I think for this time, that's all, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Associate produced by Jason Latham. Video editing by Andrew and Daryl. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. could just be a cannonball however you know what i could do is i could take my drill and my jewelry stuff and i could make like a nice cannonball leg like necklace get like four or five sets of the legs and make like a kind of a pretty necklace that's a little bit long with his legs it'd be very stylish isn't that briefcase for prowler no they said it was specifically for stiltman it came with prowler prowler never had a briefcase in the movie yeah no it's stiltman's Okay. Well, I can't find a picture. Posted it with Prowler. I'm like, uh, are we doing it wrong? Did it wrong. I said it. Unexpected Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, write that down. That should be the name of his next album. <laughs> it's a whole Reddit, a subreddit. You should check it out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's nice. hilarious. Unexpected Mulaney? Yeah. I, I will check that out. <laughs> And you guys are 1,000% sure that Stiltman carries the suitcase? Yes. Okay. Because Hasbro said it in the panel. Okay. <laughs>